This is a cubic inch of sound, and over the past week and a half, something like that, uh, we all read the Five Nights at Freddy's The Silver Eyes graphic novel adaptation. Uh, I'm Luke, and I'm the man behind the slaughter. I'm Kevin, and I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm Nick, and I almost landed a kickflip today. I'm Tim, and I am not a Redditor. I am Skolo, and I'm awesome. <laughs> I nice. So you guys smooth. big Five Nights at Freddy's fans? <laughs> of course. Why yes. would I read this uh, graphic novel if I wasn't? Are you actually? Because I'm not. I haven't. I haven't played any of the games before this. This is my first official introduction to the franchise, other than like theory videos. I'm, I'm I sure... have played FNAF two on mobile. <laughs> Uh, one time in like seventh grade. Yeah, I remember I played like FNAF and like the Slenderman game on mobile on the bus before middle school. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty vivid memory for me. I recently had an uh, a FNAF awakening. Recently, I don't oh, no. know why this came came back to me all of a sudden. So I just had a dream where I was on Block Island. It was night. There was no one around me. I was all alone. The whole island was just empty. And behind me, Springtrap was following me. He was following me the whole time. And I would look back and he'd still be there. And eventually it gets to the point where he was right behind me. And I woke up. But I think I had, this was like my first case of like sleep paralysis. I woke up and I just couldn't move. And I felt like, I felt like his presence was behind me. I just was like, it was crazy. So after that moment, I was just like, this is awesome. And I immediately jumped on and played all the games. Nice. Yeah. So Springtrap is your sleep paralysis demon. You can actually say that. You can brag about that at school. <laughs> oh, I know. I do a lot. Believe me. <laughs> sounds like a um, good conversation so starter. Wants, wants to start off a plot description. What was this about? Because frankly, I read this like, the whole week and a half ago, and I barely remember. It was very forgettable. So, Charlie and her group of friends from way back in the day, who used to go to Freddy's Entertainment, Freddy Fazbear's Pizza all the, all the time, decide to return after it's abandoned, after the missing child incident, I assume, uh, after it's all been shut down. They built a shopping mall around it, and they just kind of put a, like a shelf in front of the door and hoped no one would get in. And, you know, they did. And then FNAF hijinks ensue. They only go back four times. There's only four nights at Freddy's in this, I think. That is insane. I didn't actually think about the fact that normally there are a lot of nights at Freddy's. I was just thinking, why did they keep leaving and then coming back to this yeah. place? <laughs> because they did. It, it, they're like, oh, let's, let's explore. This is going to be so fun. And then they see spooky stuff and they're like, oh, man, let's go back. But I guess it doesn't get really spooky till the end. Yeah, honestly, to me, like, the first, like, two-thirds of this whole, like, novel story thing are just kind of, like, very forgettable because it's not really, like, the animatronics are doing anything until, like, the last night. And that was my main gripe with it, personally. I... My main gripe was all of the writing. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's a pretty big gripe. Yeah, that was, I just like could not stand it. I don't know why. It just it really felt like a poorly done fan comic. <laughs> I think that, I, that how, how would you rank this among other comic books you've read? Like, like, 
probably the worst I've ever read. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't read that many comics, but I I can't remember a time I've read a comic worse than this. Unless you're talking like Saturday morning newspaper comics. Like Dilbert might be worse, but <laughs> what about Control Alt Delete? It's, it's, it's pretty bad fantastic comic. compared to this. <laughs> I I would imagine that because this was, you know, originally it was a, a novel. It was a real book. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a real book, but it was, you know, it had words <laughs> and not pictures. Um, I imagine that in the novel, they probably go a lot more into the characters, like thoughts and stuff. I'd hope and so. And so in the beginning, it might be a little bit more interesting, <laughs> but it might be just way more boring because I have a feeling that what is like half of the comic is a very small portion of the book, but it's just the only actually exciting part to put into a comic form. Yeah, I, I also am not super confident in the author's ability to write internal dialogue slash monologue. That mm -hmm. would probably, honestly, not go too well. See, my major gripe was it was that, uh, like, halfway through, I realized how non-canon this is. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, true. Like, like, there's a bunch of characters that i recognize from that one lore video that i watched but then they die or they don't die when they should be dead and i'm like wait a minute what is happening here and no it's just so not canon yeah so that's what's a little bit confusing because i remember seeing that same exact thing where um there's a character named charlie in canon and i think she has like a similar relationship to one like she's the daughter of one of the guys who made um, henry fred bears whatever <laughs> yeah um but she died as a kid and in this one she's like a, a young adult coming back to the town clearly it's not supposed to be the same thing i think yeah, they covered that up because died and became yeah. the puppet in fnaf 2 but in here she's just she's chilling yeah, in this one, she had a twin brother, Sammy, who got uh, kidnapped and most likely uh, killed in this. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a character. He became Golden Freddy. That's what they said. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, th I think they're, they're going to bring a like multiverse theory into this into this universe soon. <laughs> that, that's, no, why, that's why it's not canon. It's going to happen. I'm calling it now. To be honest, though, I don't mind it not being canon at all because I think it kind of makes a better story that they're not... They're not limited to the confusing yeah. non-lore of the actual yeah. games. I wouldn't want to follow, like, one security guard just chilling for five nights. That would be kind of lame compared <laughs> I mean, to, like, a group of friends. You can have a, a canon story without it following, like, the yeah. game. It doesn't have you to know? be an adaptation. Well, yeah, but I just don't know who it would follow at that point. With... Make a new character. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's what they did, and that's it's... why it's not canon. Well, they, they, they didn't made make just... a new character. They, they took made... the canon of a previous character and then changed it. Oh, okay. Well, but they added a lot of characters too, and that made it very different. The current I mean, direction. My thing is, oh, my thing it. is just that if they tried to fit it into the the normal quote unquote canon, then a it would probably be really weird and awkward, and b the canon would just get changed the next game, and then it wouldn't yeah. make any sense, and it would just be non-canon anyway. Yeah. yeah. It so be as awful if this was really weird and awkward the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um as a way of telling a new story that also takes a lot of elements from the games i feel like they did all right it wasn't great but they it was okay yeah the, the concept was actually not too bad honestly probably one of the better parts of it 
it so was one of the screenplays there were thinking about adapt or they tried to they wrote a script to adapt silver eyes into the fnaf movie that's coming out in the future and they decided now nah, and i'm kind of glad they said nah because i don't want to see this in a movie <laughs> yeah i think I've, i think i've had my full of silver eyes i i i am definitely interested to see what kind of crazy shenanigans they come up with for the movie though well the original script they were going to find out that the animatronics were being built for the U.S. military. (laughs) (laughs) And to be honest, I would really like to see that in a movie. It wouldn't be good. That that reminds reminds me of that story I heard about the original script for the B-movie, where it, like, ends with Barry B. Benson flying out of the solar system with, like, a tear in his eye. Because I want to know what happened there. I, I don't know where this came from, but I, at one point in my life... Heard that the original script for B movie was wacky as heck, and it uh, ended with Barry B Benson in like a spaceship leaving the solar system. Have you heard the theory that the lady from B movie is actually Freddy's mom from iCarly? <laughs> I thought you were <laughs> gonna I like say Freddy's mom from Five Nights at Freddy's. No. <laughs> Bear animatronic mom. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there there really needs to be more moms in the Five Nights at Freddy's universe. Mm. Also on Mars. Mars needs moms. That's true. <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. <laughs> we're just we're just referencing all the cinematic masterpieces in one episode. <laughs> yeah, like iCarly. <laughs> yeah. And the upcoming eventually Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I wrote down a bunch of notes, but most of them were just trying to help me keep track of the <laughs> plot because, like I said, it was really forgettable. Um, at one point, I wrote down a quote where somebody said, Lightning strikes twice, but not murder. <laughs> I, wrote that down. I don't know who said this. I don't remember it at all. That was, that was either like John Charlie or said it. It was Charlie? Okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it might have been Clayton. I, like, I remember reading that and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> Like, why doesn't murder strike twice, but lightning does? <laughs> what, where, what are these weird rules coming from? Oh, oh, there was something that I did like about the uh, the early on when they were in the FNAF 1 location. Yeah. We see, I think, Clayton go to the kitchen and just make a bunch of noise, and everyone's like, oh, what was that? And we don't ever actually get to see the kitchen ever, because there's no actual canon design for it, because the camera's busted in FNAF 1. Oh, okay. That's kind of also, wait wait also, a second, isn't his name Carlton? Carlton. Yeah. I am almost positive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, um, I was just making sure I yeah. didn't want to like mess up his name. There's Carlton. Yeah, oh, Jessica, it is Carlton and yeah. John. Yeah, but I, John looks like Neil Cicerega, so I <laughs> called him Neil Cicerega. <laughs> I, I remember from the scene you're talking about with making noise in the kitchen. It's like I, it was very awkward because like there was a huge crashing noise, and it was supposed to be like a fake jump scare. But then like nobody really says anything about it, and it just the next panel like pans over to him saying i knocked over a bunch of pots in the kitchen without like any prompting <laughs> i don't even think it was supposed to be a jump scare i think it was just like a reference like a haha remember in the game when like the kitchen makes sounds when pe- when someone's in it well i mean I she know. was it was jessica like pulling back the curtain and then the crashing came so i assumed it was like either the fake jump scare or a reference to jump scares but like i just thought it was a strange interaction yeah, you so the that? whole the whole plot is contingent on this guy Dave, who's the security guard in the mall that that Five Nights at Freddy's location is located in. 
Um, but it doesn't make any sense because the mall is completely abandoned and why would there be a security guard there? And all of the kids realize this and they say, hey, why would there be a security guard? Oh, I don't know. Let's just trust him. And then it turns out he's actually a murderer. He killed all the kids and he goes in the in the suit. He is William Apton, a.k.a. Purple Guy. A.k.a. Dave. And he, <laughs> and he just... He gets he gets downed in one baseball bat. He just yeah, dude. Uh, he was going crazy. He was popping off in the the spring trap suit. So like early it, on, he was destroying everyone. Once he takes a suit off, it gets like beaten with one piece of wood. Yeah, like, <laughs> it gives him his powers. Was you the know, yeah. when he took off the suit and you could see like all the scarring on him? Was was that I, supposed to imply that it closed on him and he? Yeah. And he's yeah, I, did, I didn't really get that. Because, like, I thought it was supposed to, like, definitely kill you. It was. I and think then... that was just more of, like, a surprise factor to be, like, a suspense. Oh, no, he's 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 uh, dangerous. Uh, he has all these scars. Oh, my God. And scary. Yeah, but, like, the, the dialogue implied that he knew what it felt like to get killed by it. Because he was talking about, like, how painful and how like awful the death via springtrap is all right guys then... fan theory time the uh, the william afton in this story is actually the william afton from the canon games after he dies and becomes springtrap he gets sent into the silver eyes universe where he can he, he lives <laughs> uh, okay and then and then they send him home when they when they shut the uh the springtrap suit on his head again so yeah, he yeah, yeah. Goes back to the other universe, and that's how we get Ultimate Custom Night. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, maybe I just figured he's probably a ghost. That's what I wrote down. I was like, is he a ghost? I guess definitely I, I, not I thought, a ghost. I thought that until they killed him again. Yeah, and blood came out. <laughs> yeah, and all, maybe maybe his body is just completely impervious, but like he didn't have any scars on his head, so. Maybe he just he, never got the head part closed on him, and his head is really he had, squishy. He had scars in the back of his neck. Yeah, but that could be from like the neck of the suit or something. Yeah, he, maybe. Has, he has the healing factor of Wolverine, but not on his <laughs> face, just everywhere else. Maybe William Apton is dead, and a ghost is inhabiting his body, and he can only exist when he's inside of a suit. I don't know. Because there's like that weird thing where he just like wasn't responding to anyone talking to him until they put the mask on. Maybe yeah. Oh edgy. yeah. But also he was. And he said I'm one of them outside of the suit before that, like when he was just the security guy. Maybe he died. Like <laughs> he died like on a lock over like, there right before. Like he was Dave before, like William Afton, Dave or whatever. And then the night when they came back and he was like hanging out with them, he was actually dead. Okay, I like this fan theory. <laughs> It, it makes more sense than what actually happened. At least as much sense. My main gripe with, like, how they met him in the first place, you guys talked about how, like, he shouldn't even be there, is, like, when they were talking to him, they honestly bought the fact that they were like, yeah, just hang out with us. Yeah, it'd be fine. Give us the tour. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's a great idea. That's perfectly reasonable. We're just gonna have the security guard instead of do his job. Let us through. It's just, it doesn't, it, it was just so stupid. It was funny. Well, you know, sometimes you meet a cool security guard who lets you <laughs> hang out at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Oh man, I remember when that happened to me back in high school. Crazy days. Good times. Oh, there was this whole subplot about uh, Charlie's dad. 
who was Henry, who helped William Napton like make this business, he was killed by an endoskeleton. Yeah, that was like haunting yeah. their house. Yeah, it was there. I don't, I don't know why it was there. I don't I, think I that like, was explained in the graphic novel. I thought it was just like an endoskeleton that he was working on at first, like when they first introduced it. But then when it was just like standing there with the knife over a pool of blood, I was like, I it it seemed like it must have been haunted somehow. I don't know. It was just well, very at least strange. in the well, they said that he made the robot to kill him, like it was purposeful. But also, like earlier on, it was just like hanging out in like the ceiling or whatever and it was like almost speaking to charlie but also yeah. that could have just been like part of the nightmare yeah it looked like it was just sitting in the cupboard mm. yeah. yeah like I, I got the impression that everybody thought it was a suicide but it actually wasn't um but i'm not sure like what ghost would have been <laughs> inhabiting the it <laughs> I looked it up because I'm like, we probably missed something in the graphic novels. I'm like, Silver Eyes explained. So the Silver <laughs> Eyes and the Endoskeleton. Uh, so the Endoskeleton is like, that's the Silver Eyes reference. And that is the Endoskeleton of Foxy. That's what Reddit mm-hmm. said. Okay. I guess, I mean, I, I okay. So that's that why ties Foxy it back had to Silver the Eyes in the But I didn't it. know that Endoskeletons could be haunted. I thought it was because the kids were inside the suits. Maybe it was just like an unrelated ghost that anything was... could be haunted. <laughs> See, here, here, here's what it is. I figured it out right now off the bat. So what happened was <laughs> it's stuck in a time loop because they shut the spring lock on his head at the very end. His spirit went in the past and inhabited that and locking everyone in a time loop. Aha, future William Afton up to the, his shenanigans is it, again. So time Isn't travel and Mangle? Isn't Mangle a thing in the games? Mangle yeah, is a toy animatronic that takes place. That is a prequel to FNAF One, so that would have already happened. But yeah, Mangle, cool, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. follow the same lore. Yeah, and the mango, 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 the mango, the mango isn't an, it isn't like an in like an like a skeleton. It's kind of just like a torn apart animatronic. It still has like a mask, like a face. Yeah, it's like Foxy, mm-hmm. but a little different. Yeah, it's Toy Foxy. Um, just to get my bearings at like try and place the, well to see like w- how different it is from the the actual like canon timeline. I actually wrote down in a text file everything I remembered from the timeline, and I also watched like two lore videos to fit everything together. Just prepping for this episode here. A real dedication. Yeah, I think <laughs> this this might be the besides Highway Blossoms the most prepared you've ever been for an episode. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine at two times speed. <laughs> I'm wearing my business suit, my security guard outfit, dude. I'm ready. You're wearing both. <laughs> I, I change. All right. Wow. Maybe, this guy maybe changes. It's like, <laughs> I like to think that you have like a, a a costume that's like half business suit and half security outfit. So if someone approaches you from the left, you're like a businessman. But if I am from both the right, Henry and William Afton. Actually, that's Whoa. impressive. Single-handedly constructed Five Nights at Freddy's. No, I'm not Scott Cawthon. You have me confused. Con- oh, you're right. Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. That's the one. And Fred Bear's Family Diner. Yeah. Also, who would go to a place called Fred Bear's Family Diner? It just sounds suspicious. Well, I probably would. Cons- that would probably be pretty funny, considering yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Be like, aha, reference. Yeah. Mm. When is are they going to make a real, like, a real Freddy's? 
I, I think it should happen, you know? He's got the money. Hope I mean, maybe. Chuck E. Cheese went bankrupt. Maybe we can uh, have them rebrand. <laughs> yeah. Is it just me or like to all of the animatronics? They're like super weak in this. I was literally wanted to talk about that. So <laughs> listen, listen, there's this one panel of Foxy getting like curb stomped. He just <laughs> yeah. gets like destroyed by I think John is his name. It it just didn't make sense to me. He's a giant like metal animatronic. There's no way John could have built enough force to knock Foxy that far with the small room they were in because I'm comparing it to the game and it was a pretty small room in the game from what it looks like as well as there's no way Foxy wouldn't have seen him coming. So I don't believe that that could have happened. Yeah, and there were there were times when I think it was um I think it was Bonnie who was chasing Charlie around and was like chasing her into the bathroom and like like looked under the stall at her and for some reason didn't kill her and it was really frustrating to me. I was like that these these animatronics are just really bad compared to the games. Also William, he captured uh Carlton. What, what was his name, right? William yeah. as in Dave, the security guard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He he captured him and then didn't kill him. He put him inside of a springlock suit and said, hey, you better not move. It's going to crush you. But like he didn't do anything with it. He didn't ask him any questions. There was no reason to keep him alive other than maybe he wanted to just... He liked stuffing kids in suits. Yeah, I think it was just more fun that way. I'm I'm honestly confused as to how Charlie got Carlton out of that suit. It it doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Well, she knew she was in the family business, so she knew how the springlock suits worked. Yeah, but like it's it seems like his his arms were still like completely in there. They like they weren't unlatched or anything. So I feel like, like when I he would, when she was like pulling him out at supersonic speed, they would have like <laughs> closed on his arms. At least. Well, the arms. I'm looking at the panel right now. The arms like separated off from like the shoulders. Oh, I see. Still, it, I it didn't even trust... look like she, she pulled him out of it. It looked like she pushed it off of him. Okay. All right. Never mind. All of my problems with this comic are gone now. I'm good. <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't trust the speed of a spring lock going off compared to being pulled out of a suit. Just saying. I, they were. They were like. It seemed like they were trying to emphasize how fast it was, though, like how immediate it would be. Right. So I, it, it, it just caught me off guard a little bit when like, I was interested to see how they were going to do it. And it just rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. Well, you see, she counted one, two in one panel and then three in a second panel. And then it took three more panels for it to close. So if we just like time scale that. <laughs> Yeah, so the the springlock suits are fairly important to the plot of this, um, where the idea is that you can wear the suit as just like a mascot outfit, you know, um, but then at the same time, it can also be a robot if the machinery, like, I guess all the machinery just gets pushed up into the, like, outer suit part, um, but then at any time, the machinery can just, like, spring back into place and if a person is still in it it will just kill them horribly and slowly yeah um and you really have to wonder why would they design it this way like this is so absurdly dangerous yeah, for no reason it, it seems they spent like all their money on the robot parts and like 
they couldn't get they couldn't spend enough. They ran out of budget for like it, the costume. Yeah, it seems like there was absolutely no reason for Springlock stuff to even be in there at all. Like, couldn't you just put the suit parts on an endoskeleton? Like, why does it I need think to... I think the Springlocks like they connect to the endoskeleton. Yeah, but like, just use Velcro or something. I don't, I don't, I don't see why you need something that <laughs> if you're awesome, wearing the suit, dude. it kills you if it goes off wrong. Henry was really proud of his work, right? He's like, dude, wouldn't it be awesome if it was like all one system? Yeah, but it was well, terrible. It didn't work. <laughs> and especially because when Charlie is getting it off of Carlton, it seems like it hasn't been tampered with in any way. Like, it wasn't rigged. I think that's just how it normally came off. Was just like, it was always a life and death scenario every time somebody had to take one of those suits <laughs> well, off. Well, they, they did say that it was an old one. Springlock suit, life or death scenarios. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Because of the dreams. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. No, no, no. I'm talking about, uh, what was it? Sister Location. I remember watching you play it, and there was, like, that one where you had to, like, you had to wind up the, uh, spring locks. So, there's this one, uh, Sister Location is just, it's a very kind of different game from the normal FNAF game. It's just a lot of, like, mini games, I would say, almost, or, like, kind of, like, weird tasks you have to do every night. Like WarioWare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one of them is you're you're stuck in a spring lock suit, right? And you have to wind keep them wound up or else they'll like that you'll lose like in a way you lose oxygen and such. And so what uh. you do is I don't get it, or you die or something. So what happens is these these puppet ghosts start climbing all over you and start like jumping in your suit for some reason. And you need to just like multitask and uh, like spam every single like. There's probably around twelve spring lots. You have to wind them up while they're all like you need shaking. You have to shake them off your suit and stuff. It was impossible. I spent at least two hours doing it. It was terrible. Oh, there's arm room inside of the suit for you to just like keep them wound up. Yeah, Maybe that's how they they don't immediately die when using these suits. Exactly. Mm. Why why would they design a system where you have to keep winding them up or else you die? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> well, the workers are getting paid minimum wage, so it's all oh, right. Okay, that's fair. Like way under minimum wage if you actually look at the paychecks. You get like twenty dollars per week. Is this seriously twenty dollars per week? Yeah. That's weird. That's maybe maybe Scott Cawthon was trying to make a statement about capitalism. Oh, well, See, we have it... to also adjust for inflation rates. Yeah, because it takes place in like the eighties. <laughs> I don't think that twenty dollars is worth the week's wages in the eighties. It wouldn't change much. However, we still have to adjust. I noticed that they split up a lot. It was weird. Why didn't they just not split up? They had. I didn't pockets. understand. I didn't Did get why they wanted to go into yeah, the like, Maybe security room under up. the stage all the time. They're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't split up and like, here's some walkie-talkies. We won't actually please split up if we can talk to each other. I and then they not true. The walkie-talkies. I didn't even notice that they had walkie-talkies. I don't know how I missed that. It was in like the last night, I think. Okay. Yeah, but I, it is really weird, like Tim said, how they kept going into the like control rooms like all the time. I guess it was probably just really fun, but it, it was <laughs> kind of it was kind of strange say, how yeah. they liked it so much that. On two separate instances on the last night, they got trapped inside the uh, control rooms. 
Dude, I was actually, uh, this is a little off topic. I was scrolling through the pages again, and the dude in the brown shirt kicked Foxy across the room and knocked over, like, a vending machine, it looks like. And then at another time, just, like, body slammed <laughs> Freddy across the room and knocked <laughs> over, like, a table. He's a He's beast. so powerful. <laughs> I, I wonder what, I wonder what uh, his versus battles wiki page says. He's he's like Nicolas Cage in that one movie. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was a great movie. I'm just gonna put that out there. I loved it. Which movie? Uh, Willy's Wonderland. FNAF parody. Oh yeah, outstanding. I my favorite movie I've watched this year. That's kind of sad. I'm not even. It was such a good movie. I loved every yeah. second of it. I gotta watch it. You have to. I recommend it to everyone. But uh, and going back to like animatronics being brutally destroyed they chica just like cornered them and then i think charlie just like jumped on top like oh, on yeah. the walls and grabbed a wire from the ceiling like ripped it ripped it in half pretty much and just stuck it on chica and electrocuted her like why does this place still get power and why do they need to bring flashlights if they could just turn the lights on like clearly there's still power going through the ceiling uh, well, they only have so much power, because if it goes off... Oh, you you're right, you're right. <laughs> well, I just like the fact that Charlie, as, like, the daughter of the person who owned the place, apparently knows all about how the electricity is wired, because people just know that. Yeah, didn't it close when they were children? How was... Yeah. How did she know that? Well, she... well, you know, sometimes you just look at a ceiling and you're like, electricity. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wonder what's up there. So was was the wire exposed? Or did she just like shove her hand through the ceiling and grab a wire to shock just, Chica with? <laughs> I just looked at it. There, it was exposed, but it showed the panel showed the wire being exposed behind Chica. Maybe she maybe she like jumped over Chica and then jumped back over fast enough that Chica didn't turn around and then shocked her, her slash him. I don't actually know what Charlie's chica's pronouns girl. are oh. <laughs> <laughs> no actually jessica said chica was a him at one point i'm pretty sure who jessica said that who is i thought this was a person in real life for a second no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you know jessica <laughs> you know if we're if we're going by that you see chica in fnaf 1 is is a little confusing but in fnaf 2 100 a female if you bait well, I don't know elaborate. if we can just look at somebody and claim that they're 100% a female. What if we go off of, like, the dead yeah. souls? Like, the children? I guess we can't really tell, either. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know their names. Yeah, or anything really about them. But you know what I do know about? The fact that Scott Cawthon apparently has four sons. Does he seriously? Oh. According to the end of the book, like, the... Oh wow! It was it wasn't oh, part right. of the story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and as a, a great commitment to his franchise, he killed all four of them and stuffed them into students. <laughs> yeah, and he stuffed say... himself into Golden Freddy. <laughs> How and kind then he of said, him. "Lightning strikes twice, but not murder." <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm honest. Sure I did. didn't expect Springtrap to be in this, and I'm so glad he is. Me too. I really like Springtrap, man. There were a lot of concepts in this, it seemed. Mm. <laughs> there were so many, like, ideas and concepts. Yeah. Words, even. Actually, I will say, I think, the, 
despite the fact that the Springtrap suits are pretty stupid, um, I do think they're probably one of the better, like, horror concepts that yeah. this series has come up with, so I think it makes sense to have them in there. Yeah. I, I agree, because I I do think Springtrap is the best animatronic out of every single one. He's the only one who's actually visited you, so... I know, he's, got my, there. he's my friend. He's he's my good pal. Have you have you seen him since uh since that incident? No, but I, I uh I've seen him on Google Images a few times. Oh, okay. He Safe keeps the windows unlocked up. just in case. Yeah, hopefully he visits. <laughs> I'll make him some strawberry shortcake. I think he'd like that. That's You're probably right. specific. Yeah. I could go. For some that. reason the town is called Hurricane. I don't know why. Who calls the town Hurricane? Yeah, I, I was confused. I had to like reread the line where they introduced the town name for a couple times before I realized what they meant by hurricane. I thought like, like why are they going to a hurricane? I thought maybe <laughs> the place they lived is just in the center of a perpetual hurricane. I wouldn't put it past them, you know. <laughs> there have been weirder things in the FNAF lore. I kind of got it vibes from the town, where it seems like a lot of the adults kind of realize that, like, things are messed up, but they just don't do anything about it. And it's like, do you think that, do you think that Freddy Fazbear's Pizza is having, having, like, a mind control effect on it, on all the adults? Yeah, because at the end of the book, they witness William Afton, well, actually, yeah, um, Charlie just straight up murders William Afton, and then all of the animatronics just drag his corpse away. And then although everyone's like, well, that happened. Let's just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no, Charlie says, what happens now? And like, what do you, and then uh, the officer's like, what do you think should happen, Charlie? And she's like, nothing, it's over. Should let, we should just leave it like that. <laughs> there were sequels to this, right? No. I believe so. I, I thought there was one. Yeah, there, there was, was, I think it was a trilogy of books, I thought. Well, I thought they were just adapting other things. I don't think there were sequels. Oh, maybe. I, I I thought there were sequels to the Silver Eyes, Silver Eyes sequel. Yeah, I know. Like the Twisted Ones is another book. Might be the second or third. And I yeah, thought it was I'd, from the same story. The Twisted Ones. I've actually seen this book at Target before. And you didn't buy it. Whoa! I didn't buy it. Wow! I, it was a mistake on my part. Yeah, seriously. It was. A I'm morbidly curious about. Oh, the it is. Book now. Yeah, it is a sequel. Uh, I don't know. I wonder how the story continues. Still haunted by nightmares of a mass murderer. Okay, that's pretty cool. Not sure what I Is expected. Is that really the whole description? <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm sold. I kind of have an idea of how the sequel would go as Springtrap just got dragged by animatronics into a room. So I could assume that uh, Springtrap would probably be the person or the antagonist in the sequel. It would be my guess. Probably, because now now it's, it's straight it's up like actual spring trap. Because yeah. like assuming he like Williams like dead dead, so now he's actually like reincarnated spring trap. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I assume that animatronics dragging him are trying to accomplish. At least I don't know if they do some weird ritual or just like okay, we got to protect him now because he's uh he's gonna be a one of us. They just have a really nice ceremony, and the uh, fact that he comes back is a complete coincidence. Yeah, they throw a party in the back room. <laughs> no, actually, that's where the gif of uh, Bonnie and Chica doing Gangnam Style is from. <laughs> that's the ceremony. Yeah, they go on the roof to do it. <laughs> Would you guys haunt a suit if you could? Well, you can't have mobility. Eh, 
Can it be like a nice three piece like silk suit or something like that? Or does it have to no, be like it has, it has, to, has be to be like a fur suit? suit. Um, um, let's, let's say you're in this hypothetical. You're already dead. Yeah, and you have the choice of either just like whatever happens when you die, or you can stay for a little bit and you get to possess a Five Nights at Freddy's suit. Okay. So in this scenario, do I know what happens place. after I'm dead? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm not God. I can't tell you. You're going to the same place okay. either way. You just get like a little grace period where you get to be a FNAF reference for a bit. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I thought you were implying that everybody becomes a, F- a FNAF ghost when they die. <laughs> like you, probably... you either get what normally happens or you get a FNAF suit. Secret. They're both a FNAF suit. <laughs> you know, I would, <laughs> I would probably take one of those Disney animatronics because they look better. Yeah. Like have uh, you seen uh, those ones on like the like the Avatar like boat ride or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah I saw a video uh, about those. They were really cool. Would uh, I would in- inhabit uh, one of the presidents from the, uh, the oh my god? One. <laughs> yeah, and I'd, like, I'd, I'd do a little bit of trolling. I just I do a little trolling around. I wouldn't I wouldn't haunt someone. I just kind of like I do. I'd be a little prankster, you know. If you know what you I just mean. Just like I'd... you go to the Hall of Presidents with your dad and Disney, and it, one of them is just doing a Fortnite dance on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, might, <laughs> I might pull a little Gangnam style action. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Show uh, back up as William Howard Taft. Yeah, yeah, right? Taft. William Howard Tafton. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I hate that I laughed at that one. <laughs> it was funny. Thanks, Tim. How about the art style? You guys like the art? The style wasn't bad, but the they competence the was very poor. They drew the animatronics pretty well, I think, but the people looked kind of weird. I had a suspicion they traced like models of the animatronics. It looked very proportional. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were just good. For the onstage stuff, it, it, yeah, I agree. I'm not going to doubt that. For the onstage stuff, I agree with like it could be traced or copied or something, but in like the other shots, they look very strange. Yeah. Like the ones like, where they're on stage, it just looked very, yeah. like, very much like them. I guess the artist definitely hasn't gotten a full handle on like the way a human body looks yet. It's stylized. <laughs> I don't all, think all of the faces. Is. I didn't like how they looked, though. Like none of the expressions were good. Yeah. Like at first, I noticed that Charlie was drawn with a very pronounced upper lip, like the way that they draw like like female lips, I guess. But then they just kind of scrapped that idea later on. And then it came up again when they... Because like at the very beginning, there was like a flash forward to the future when Charlie was getting attacked by Foxy. And then that exact page got uh, copied in later into the book. And I noticed that it almost looked like different because Charlie was drawn slightly differently. And I'm like, oh, that's probably when they draw, drew her at first and then they changed. But then they went back and put that page towards the end and it just looked different. I don't know. I didn't even notice. It's a pretty minor detail. Yeah. I wouldn't expect anyone else to notice. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mostly noticed the way um, like characters arms were like it, w- the way they were moving. You'd expect them to look a certain way and they just didn't most of the time. Like there was one point where Carlton puts his hand behind his head and it looks. Oh, like I remember. I think I remember that exact one. He had like yeah. his fingers on his neck and I'm like, wait. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a, a very strange. It was something very uncanny about the way he was positioned, and that happened multiple times throughout the throughout the novel. Graphic novel, also I guess. The, uh, the way, like, uh, I think uh, John, he like punches Dave. I think at one point, and like the way his arm is like positioned, 
it's just like straight instead of like being bent when you'd like you yeah know, like punch someone in the face it it just it, it doesn't it's the punching someone doesn't work like that so uh it's just it's just a little weird art yeah. honestly i Art's a little lacking in this, in my opinion, but I would agree with the animatronics being drawn well. That's about it. Everything I else. I kind of... literally the best panel in the entire thing was when Willie Mafton got just like smacked over the head. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. that, was that, was a, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Also, something I noticed uh, just looking through it right now is that William Afton totally has the the mouth shape and chin of Waluigi, like the way <laughs> his lips just like contort to his face. It, it has that that style you know it, i think he could make a good troll face if he tried <laughs> yeah that's an interesting compliment problem <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah one thing that i noticed that was kind of weird was when dave was explaining how you would die from the from the spring trap suit you know he's talking about how slow and painful it would be i was reading that like this sounds really familiar yeah. and i don't know why and i realized that Kevin had shown us the lore video beforehand, and I think the guy... So either these are both taking it from a common source, like they said the same description in one of the games or something, or that guy took the description from the book, because it was like the same exact thing. I think it's from the book, yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, he did. I tried to get book, his voice so. out of my head while I was reading it, but I couldn't. And it was just very <laughs> strange. Because I, I gave Dave or my uh, Willie Mafton like a, a voice in my head while I was reading this, and then when I hit that one line, it was just that one YouTuber's voice. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in that video had a, a FNAF OC, too. Yeah. He was very into it. I'm surprised it wasn't in the graphic novel. <laughs> it should have been there. Okay, guys, describe your FNAF OC. Bring trap. Dang, you blue. took mine. It's like William Afton, Mine's except green. he's nine feet tall. That's it. Freddy Fazbear. So my guy, he's purple. a big, he's a big snake monster, and his name is Snaker, and he likes pizza, and he serves the pizza in Freddy Fazbear's pizza. That's a really good OC. I can't believe. Thanks. I just came up with it. That's impressive. It, could he beat Goku in a fight? Um, depends. Okay. Like I'm not going time? to elaborate. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say it depends, and that's canon. I'm going to say yes, and my fan canon is going to become more popular than the real canon. <laughs> Just you watch. Wow, Charlie is extremely short. And she's green. I'm looking at this one panel where she's standing on, like, a toilet, and, like, <laughs> she can barely reach over, like, the door. She's, like, on her tippy toes. Like on top. How, of how old toilet. were they supposed to be again? I think like just under eighteen. I, like, I thought it was I mean, like yeah. just after high school. Well, I think that's right. One 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 person was just like, once I become eighteen, I'm about I'm gonna leave this place. Yeah, but one of I, th I think they were all like slightly different ages because one of them had already moved out away, and, and like one of them. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It was like going to Cornell or something. New York. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was one person who li Jessica lived in New York, and then one other person was going to Cornell. So I think like some of them would graduate, and some of them might not have yet. Okay, that about makes sense. That's yeah. reasonable. They're all just having a get together, wherein some of them may die. Isn't that how all get-togethers go? I guess technically, you could die at any get-together. 
All people who have get-togethers die eventually. Um, wow, get-togethers are so dangerous. We should stop doing them. That actually hasn't been proven yet. I've I've been to get-togethers and I haven't died yet, so. Mm, okay, okay. You're right. Raise some good points. I'm sure there's more people who are uh, have similar views to me. But how do we know that you're not like Dave? And maybe you did already die and then just came back as a ghost or something. Nobody knows. Because I don't have weird, like, tattoo scars all over my body. Only only ghost people, kind of, have that. <laughs> hmm. Only ghosts who can also die again, somehow. He had a one-up. He had just, like, <laughs> one extra life. <laughs> but not any more than that. Or, actually, he probably does, considering there's a sequel. I mean... He's, like, he's a is, cat. Is he, he is he technically... Like, completely, fully dead as Springtrap? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, he dies in, a little after... Because the first game takes place in 2003, I think. Okay. And he dies a certain amount of time after that, and then we see Springtrap in FNAF 3, which people think is 2023. Whoa, that's happening. That's going to happen soon. So it's FNAF happening at the same time will as be real game? in 3, 2... <laughs> Can't wait to go there in a few years. Fazbear Frights, let's go. That's pretty be epic. Didn't it not actually open in the lore? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't think it actually opened. It closed before it could open. That's some good business right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have any final thoughts? Oh, there's Snap one thing I wrote off. down. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Carlton's dad, the chief of police of the town of Hurricane, as seen on the door of his office, uh, I I don't know about you, but like, if your son goes missing, like, and and he's a prankster, right? Like, we already know he's a prankster because right. it's Carlton right. guy. It's a bit of trolling. But even still, as the chief of police, I wouldn't make my first assumption be, I just, uh, I, he was kidnapped. I I don't think so. He's he's just pulling a prank on you guys, and then you left without him. That's a prank. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's that was kind of part, part of the reason why I said that it seems like the adults just kind of ignore all of the shenanigans happening in the town. Yeah, that's just Scott Cawthon saying A-cab. <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me to another point about Carlton's dad. That, <laughs> that he, he said the, uh, the following. Justice pe penalizes the guilty, but it also must protect the innocent. It means that sometimes the guilty ones get away with horrible things, but it's the price we pay. And I don't know if that really fits this wacky animatronic horror novel, but it was interesting to see that as a, you know, as a maybe line. It was maybe it was more fitting in the book. I have no idea. <laughs> it just seemed very out of place at the time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it still seems out of place now. Yeah. Maybe it's just <laughs> an out of place line. The thing about the police officer that I thought was interesting is that he just pulled out like a sledgehammer and just knocked down the wall of the oh, establishment. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. In, tried yeah. to pull a gun on Springtrap. <laughs> <laughs> Once he Would started you guys doing recommend it? Kind of a legend. Absolutely not. Only to people who have somehow not read it already and are hardcore FNAF fans. I would say yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would either. It was it was a little bit entertaining because it was so short, really. That's true. I imagine that the book must be really boring. It's excruciating. I saw one complaint. They like more clearly this is not perfect. Like it takes 
10,000 pages for them to just explain how they got onto the roof to get into the skylight, but they did it in, like, one panel. <laughs> <laughs> Points for like uh, conciseness. Concise okay, so do you guys, do you guys want to move on to the, the voting process? Are we ready for that? I think we are. Okay, so interestingly, we had a tie uh, for what we're going to review next week. It is between Alita Battle Angel and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the comic. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, we can read two comics in a row. It, it can happen. I don't believe it. it. We talked about this. Nope. Didn't happen. Okay, so I'm gonna look at the uh, look at the look at the people lighting up for this. Um, so you can vote for just one of them. We're just we're just gonna go through the two. Skola chooses. Uh, God, I, I, I thought just said I, we were gonna vote. Yeah, I thought it was a vote. <laughs> yeah, Skola votes and we listen. I don't think that's how votes work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want a little battle angel, then say I. 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 And Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the comic. Aye. <laughs> Skolo didn't vote. So Skolo chooses, yeah. Okay. Here's what we're doing. What's? Can I hear the first one again? Right, I got the <laughs> <laughs> give me, just give me one more chance. I got this, guys. Alita Battle Angel and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the comic. Alita okay. Battle Angel is like the weird anime live-action movie, and Scott Pilgrim is... Uh, Alita Angel. <laughs> all right all right all right that's what we're doing Woohoo! yes <laughs> i did suggest that but as you can tell i wanted to i wanted to read scott pilgrim <laughs> yeah and Me vice too. versa i was okay with either but i just thought alito <laughs> would be funnier to watch than scott pilgrim to read because i already saw the movie they're very they're that's pretty fair, different but the, the comic's kind of different especially at the end yeah, well, I was gonna say we, you know, this isn't a cubic inch of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the comic, but I guess since we're not reviewing it, we can talk about it. Yeah, I guess we could. Email us. We could. At a cubic inch of sound. At gmail.com. The end.